Welcome to the 2S Podcast with Gage and Mike. This is Gage, the philosopher. And this is Mike, the farmer. All right. Welcome back, everybody. It's a beautiful Sunday morning. A little light rain actually just stopped. And today's topic is going to be interesting. Technology, AI, concerns, worries, thoughts, maybe even the positives that come out of it. How all the stuff affects kids and adults we'll go ahead and get started with our quotes all right my quote this week is by marcus seneca and it says every new beginning comes from some other beginnings end so kind of like uh the original quote from like when one door closes another opens yeah which makes sense i mean you're not Every new opportunity means you're shutting another opportunity off or an old opportunity. Yeah. Or you look at it like a timeline kind of thing, like Oh, this chap this chapter ends and this one begins type deal. That's the only way, yeah, one that's the only way things continue. If you think of it in a linear view or like a relationship ends. It's pretty detrimental. But that's also what leads to your next step, your next adventure, or whatever. Yeah, there's a lot of good country music songs about that. <laughs> yeah, about every country song. Almost. Almost. My quote comes from a um, psychologist. I think he's 78 years old now, but uh, Dr. Brad Blanton. Almost as old as you. Thank you. and this quotes from one of his books and it's it's a little more difficult to grasp seeing that it's out of context but says what he's talking about is when he you know it says the word truth it's mainly talking about our own personal truths beliefs opinions and that because he's like opinions aren't true our perceptions and the stories we put behind things aren't truth it's just our own interpretation of what's actually happening so he says yesterday's truth is today's bullshit even yesterday's liberating insight is today's jail of stale explanation Hmm. yeah i'm i'm kind of i ain't gonna lie i'm kind of confused with that one mainly because i don't know that's context in its entirety. You know, after you reading your quote, it almost ties together with that. It's this progression and flow and things changing and you're moving on. So it's like what feels true to you today, like your emotions, your beliefs, your thoughts, they flow and they change and you improve. And you may and not be the same same ideas or thoughts you had the day before or felt about something. Yeah, okay. Right, and you have I like a great insight today. Well you continue to progress your insights change and grow and it's like oh that was nothing okay yeah i get that that makes sense that's i actually want you break it down for me a little bit that's a really good quote you know i mean everybody grows throughout their life and nobody's the same person they were when 
from the time they turned 18 to the time they're 30, you know. You talking about me? No. I'm even talking about myself. I'm not the same person I was at 18 at 24. That's because he said 30. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just pull a number out of my ass. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, yeah, you continue to grow. And Well, who was it that um, said, said if if you don't think – what you thought or did yesterday was stupid and ignorant. You're not growing. <laughs> oh, I can't. I don't know. I don't know who said that. Uh, <laughs> do we got um, current events? I'll, I got. I got two. One's more just a random fact. I'll start with that. Okay, Get it good. out of the way. So, thirty years ago today, the first Jurassic Park was released nationwide. And it was so huge because they used um, all this computer-generated effects that was, like, brand new. So it was was wild, groundbreaking for the time. And then you see the special effects we have today. But, hell, I don't know. I watched Jurassic Park today, and I still think they're pretty damn good. Well, I'll say the sad part (laughs) is some of the special effects in these movies nowadays... Like, you look at animation, especially. Animations, I think, has gone downhill. Because, like, you remember Treasure Island or Treasure Planet? No. Well, like, you had Atlantis, Treasure Planet, all them Disney movies back when we were, like, little. Well, now these Disney movies, the animation looks fucking worse than it did back then. Hmm. It's fucking weird. Maybe they're getting lazy. Maybe they're losing money. (laughs) No. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do you got? All right, so mine's about, I don't know if you heard about that knife attack in France. Mm-mm. Yeah, this one uh, guy went out there to a playground in the Alpine city of An- Annecy. I guess that's how you pronounce it. Stabbed four children and two men. Shit. And he's facing uh, attempted murder charges. If he's convicted, he'll get a maximum sentence of life in prison. He's a 31-year-old Syrian asylum seeker. And he... I don't know what the motivation behind it was or anything. But... They say the man is married with one child and arrived in France from Sweden in 2022. He was not previously known by French law enforcement. Yeah, what would spark you to do that? I don't know. That's that, that's just weird to me. Like, you would go on a, a playground and start stabbing kids and stuff like that. That's kind of fucked up. That'd be interesting to stick with as it develops and see what was the motive. I don't know. The only thing I say is that some officials, some told officials that they heard the attacker mention his wife and daughter and pronounce the name Jesus Christ. Hmm. I don't. It says the six people wounded in the attack do not have any life threatening injuries and have been examined by a forensic doctor according to the prosecutor who added that the four children remain in the hospital. Two were French children, one was British, and one was Dutch. Well, that's quite the variety in one playground. <laughs> I don't know, but still, that's, that's fucked. So you'd go on a night. I don't, I don't know. People are weird. 
I don't understand that. Well, like, there was no motive behind it or nothing. It... We live in a sick society. Yeah. Where you go after the freaking kids. So what's your second current event, sir? You'll find this one interesting. Oh, yeah? So it was this, this uh, veil, not veil, this vial. Little glass-sealed vial was dug up. 2,000 years old of this perfume and other stuff in it from ancient Rome. And they're like, you can smell what Rome smelled like. 2,000 years ago, that perfume and the other stuff that was in with it, perfectly yeah. sealed and contained. So it's like those aromas and everything are still in there. Huh. That's cool as hell. Yeah, because you don't, really, when you think of time back then, you don't think about stuff like that. You know what I mean? You don't think about, like, did they have cologne or did they have this or whatever? Huh. Yeah, they said it was extraordinarily preserved. It was made out of dolomite, type of carbon, and tight seal bitumen. Discovered with ointment and a urn. The Roman city of Carmo, today's Carmona. Huh. Yeah, I thought that was pretty neat. That is That'd be wild cool to get a little sniff of something 2,000 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's like uh, at one time they found perfectly preserved Roman wine and stuff like that. They said you could. Op- they said it was so well preserved that if you wanted to, you could open the bottle and drink it. That's wild. I'm like, yeah. So it's amazing. Taste what, what they were tasting back then. Yeah, which most Roman wine was not uh, very good by today's standards. But it did the job. Oh yeah. I bet Jesus's wine was good. That's what they said in the Bible. Normally best you, for last. Yeah. Normally you normally you had the uh serve the best wine first, but you have saved the best for last. Yeah, because that way by the time they're drunk off the first batch, they won't notice the last ain't that yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. All right. Well let's let's get on with our main topic here. We're we'll start with um just technology that surrounds us today and how's it affect children and adults and our, our behaviors our way of life good and bad ways yeah i mean it it affects everything we do i mean because you, you have some people that they wouldn't have a phone or a computer or anything unless they had to for work or whatever and then you have other people that can't go a day without it you know it's, it's a very broad range and i mean and it has its ups and downs because like you have all this knowledge right your fingertips and you you literally you, you're wondering something like remember even when i was young you know before we had internet and shit you'd be wondering like hmm, i wonder who that actor is in that movie or what other movie did he star in and everybody's sitting there talking about it and then it's like eh, well i guess i'll i don't know we'll figure it out some point mm-hmm. and you just drop it now it's like oh, i wonder what other movies and you just type it in and there you go oh he was in this 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 and this yeah that that also gets into like uh the extension of memory because we don't have to remember things because we can just type it in look it up or take a note always have it with us so we don't practice memory yeah we don't have to 
Yeah, there is a detriment, and that yeah. So it's it's nice on that aspect, but it's also detrimental because it affects memory. Which I mean, that's why I find myself a lot of times I'll just write stuff on a paper note mm-hmm. and use it just because I want to. At least writing it down helps. Yeah, because then I'll remember it. Because it's it's one of the things like I, you don't want to lose your memory. I mean, everybody's already got a high chance of that anyway when you get old. Yeah, you know, dementia setting in and all that, and uh, Alzheimer's and whatever else. So why make it any harder on yourself? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I guess my my thought with when I when I was growing up, we spent a lot of time riding bicycles, walking out in the woods, shooting stuff, and yeah. we'd we'd pack a backpack full of snacks and sodas. And we'd be out morning till nighttime just in the woods messing around doing stuff. Yep. And nowadays, nobody's outside. Yeah. A lot of the kids nowadays, it's more video games. Yeah. That's... More video games. <laughs> it's video yeah, games. Uh, video games and, and YouTube and stuff. Yeah, video games and the, the TikTok and all that, watching all that, which is fine. But when it's all you do and consumes you i mean you're not physically you're 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 especially with um um what what is it you, vr oh, virtual yeah, reality the, yeah, the vr it's stuff, like you're yeah. having all these adventures but they're fake mm-hmm. so why don't you go out and have real adventures real experiences real connections real intimacy yeah i mean i'm with you there and then there's also the aspect of looking like the way our world is today you know if you have kids going out on their own it is a lot more dangerous too than even when we were growing up yeah i guess that's more true in bigger cities yeah especially the bigger cities but yeah um, no, i didn't think about it that way it's weird or are they actually able to yeah no yeah. yes i feel like if you're always inside and everything's becoming virtual you're losing a lot of like skills you're losing social interaction you don't know how to communicate with other people you don't know how to communicate your thoughts and your feelings and especially for young kids um i've been told by several people and have read that play is the best way of learning yeah, especially when you're young, you're learning how to socialize. You're getting creative. You're using your imagination. You're solving problems with each other. And if you just take all that out, especially during the whole COVID thing with the lockdowns, you stripped all that away. Mm-hmm. It's like you just lost all that development. Yeah, and then that was that's a big thing. Like now, since COVID stuff, where you know kids don't have snow days anymore. I mean, because they go through and they just have a virtual learning day. So they just have their little Chromebooks or MacBooks or whatever the hell it is, and they do their classes online. And I mean, you kind of think about it, it's kind of sad, you know, because you don't have the excitement of like, I might get to stay home, you know, might go to grandma's or whatever, go play in the snow and this, that, and the other. Go sledding with some friends. Yeah, go sledding with some friends. That's one thing I always loved about it, you know, because we never had the the Chromebooks or nothing, because I think I was... 30 Central was, I graduated in 2017. It was two years after that, I think, that they got the Chromebook deals. 
hmm. where they were each student got one. When I was there, they had them on a cart, and you, the classes would just borrow them, you know, take turns. We never took them home. And, like, you know, even all the way up till then, I was always watching the TV or whatever, like, come on, come on, call it off today, you know. I, yep. want, I want a day off school. Yep. I'd always stay up late watching it on the bottom of the TV, which schools were closed. Yeah. Go to bed hoping your parents wake you up telling you school's canceled. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then when they started calling and letting everybody know that way, along with on the TV, yep. I was, I'd be waiting for that phone call all the way. I'm like, come on. you got to leave here in like 15 minutes. Just call it off. Yep. <laughs> and then you go out with family or your friends. Start building forts, snowball fights, all that. Oh, yeah. But now you're just stuck to a screen. Yeah, now you're glued to a screen. So, I mean, I that's definitely one of the, the big detriments of it because you don't you don't get a that little reprieve or whatever. I think that causes a lot causes a lot of um, um, insecurity and anxiety and say like kids in high school today because they didn't have all that social interaction as much as you normally mm. would. And so when you are in social situations, you're not quite used to it. You haven't had all the experiences, so you're kind of anxious about it or you're having low self-esteem or insecurities because you're not sure what to do or yeah. how to react. Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, when I was doing some research and uh, this is – I got all my research from a, a member of the American Psychological Association, uh, Dr. Jacqueline Nessie. And she was – when I was reading her stuff and listening to her talk, said uh, preteens and early teens are the most affected, and it actually like increased in in men and you know boys and girls. The uh, social media increases anxiety and depression and stuff more so in in young women than in in men, but it's still it's an increase across the board total. Mm-hmm. And she was talking about how you know how social media is being the main driving factor because you have like these standards that you're supposed to hold up to or you know people there's cyberbullying which gets really bad because people are on the other side of a screen and they don't have to face consequences you know well, you never you, have yeah courage. you can talk all the t- all the shit you want to cuz you know you're not going to get busted in the mouth you know what i mean yeah so and and that that's part of learning boundaries of your society like because it's different for every culture and society yeah and that's how you learn is face to face hey you cross the line and now you're facing a consequence like your peers your social group your age and that just taught you where that line is <laughs> yeah absolutely or you learn how to stand up for yourself yeah either way i mean it's the learning it's a learning experience both ways i mean you either learn you learn up to one person's learning to stand up for themselves and the other one's learning like hey maybe i shouldn't be a fucking dick yep you know yep and i wonder i mean yeah you you brought up the these standards that are just fake because you got all these filters and all these things and people presumably living this great happy life and all this and it's just very fake and surface level yeah and we naturally have the habit to compare ourselves to others so if you're seeing somebody's fake world, just you're seeing 
not only just what they want you to see, but even just what they want you to see is twisted and perverted. Yeah. So it's not even real. And you're comparing yourself to something that's just a fake ideal, something that's not real. You can't live up to. And so now you start to question yourself, your own self-esteem. You just start going, like you said, anxiety, depression, low self-worth. Yeah. Because you got these stand because these people that are posting all that stuff or it's extremely, you know, impossible things to get like, because most of them people are, wealthy anyway so they they can afford that stuff and to them it really ain't no big deal but to you it's like man i want you know and you're comparing them like and most of them anyway like men and women i mean there's a lot of photoshop going on and all that mm-hmm. it's like and it's like with the body standards and stuff too it's like a lot of these people that look at them it's like you know how all, that how many times they go to the gym. Like they're at the gym for that is like half their day. You know, they don't have anything else to do, so they go to the gym. Yeah. And then like so that's what like the people I know that go to work every day and go to the gym every day and they look good. I'm like that's fucking awesome because you guys are working fucking over forty hours a week and going to the gym. Like that's fucking impressive. So for me, like seeing them people that are all jacked and stuff like that, and all they do is go to the gym. That don't impress me, dude. I could look like that too if I could go to the gym fucking three, four hours a day every day. Yeah. You know? So. And, well. But that's just my mentality thing towards that stuff. I don't, you know, I don't give a fuck what people post on social media for the most part. It's like, you do you. I don't, you know, if you want to share something exciting that happened in your life, I'm happy for you. Well, and that's what's so bad about it is you're not just seeing and watching other people's lives and their choices, but it's forced upon you. That's how it should be. And there's nothing in our current society that's more annoying to me than marketing. I hate marketing. They can all, they're as they're worse than lawyers. I hate people that are marketing because it's all fake. They try and persuade you to feel a certain way, think a certain way, make you feel like you need this. Otherwise, you're worthless. You're not good enough. If you don't have the right cologne or perfume, you're not going to get a girl or a, or yeah. a man. Yeah, that's a big and one. if you don't wear in these certain clothes or these new shoes or this technology, if you don't look this certain way, your life is ruined. Hey, you know, all anybody wants and all that matters, all that is important in this world is making... 10k a month and if you're not making 10k a month good luck having a happy life and getting the woman you want and all this it's like it's such bullshit Mm -hmm. (laughs) like no but but it makes people especially kid teenagers and in high school and that get convinced of that and so they're focused on that most Mm -hmm. likely not going to achieve it yeah and they're going to feel crappy low self-esteem feel like they're not worth anything in the world and it's all because of a marketing scam well and that's one and that's one thing i hate about social media is because anybody that can fucking talk can voice their shit and get it all over the internet like Like us yeah exactly i mean it's just it's really is the same deal i mean us here we can nobody has to listen to us but i mean we we appreciate those who do i mean we're not experts by no means but we just like to have good conversation and that's the difference we're not marketing anything no we're not pushing nothing i mean even if we ever get sponsors for the podcast i mean it's not like we're gonna sit here and 
force it down your throat, be like, hey, check it out if you want to. If not, oh well, you know. Right. They're giving us money to say their name. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, but back when I was getting at, like, if some of these people that the only reason their voice ever got out there is because they went viral. You know, they just, they just so happened to have something that went and got them out there and a bunch of people started looking at them and it's like, you know, that might not be a person you really want to look up to. Like there's a, I, there's a few people I could think of, but of course I'm probably won't say their name, but. Well, that's, that's this whole thing with celebrities, whether they're actors or they're musical artists, vocalists and all that, like you can love them. And think, wow, they're amazing actors, amazing. I love their films or I love their music. But they're always, not all of them, not all of them, but a good chunk of them are always stating their spiritual views or political opinions as if it's so obvious, as if their opinion actually means something because they're rich and famous. Mm. And people are so obsessed with them, they idolize them. I mean, in the most basic fundamental way, of the definition of worship, they're being worshipped, and people take the opinion so seriously. It's like they're actors, they're they're musicians. Yeah. What? Who gives a shit what their opinion is? And there's this old recording. I think I sent it to you the other day. I'm not sure, but it was Elvis Presley was getting interviewed after a show, and they asked him, "What's your opinion on the war and on being drafted and all that?" And he said, honey, look, I'm just an entertainer. I don't need to state my opinion. They're mine. Everybody can have their own. I'm just here to entertain. Yeah. Like, he stayed in his lane. He goes, what's it matter what I think? I'm an entertainer. Yeah. I'm a musician. What makes you think I know any better? Mm-hmm. And nowadays, it's if you're rich and famous, well, your opinion automatically is better and more important than anybody else's. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But yeah. that's part of the whole social media is that stuff is spread all over. Mm-hmm. And that's people's news source is whatever these celebrities are saying. Yeah, well, because, it, it, you know, it, you see these people on there that have these big followings and you think, oh, well, they must be right. And it's like, no, not really. Like some some of the, the people I trust the most actually have a very, you know, a fairly small social media following. Because if you look at what they've said and what's happened or whatever, it's all, they've been right. But that's me, you know, I, I filter my shit. I don't follow a lot of these celebrities. I don't, I don't follow a lot of politicians. I don't do that stuff because most of them to me are just full of shit. Yeah. But I mean, it's easy for people to get wrapped up in it because you're looking from your side, whether it's right, left, for this reason, that reason, you're going to follow people with your same views right. and then there's a whole thing there where you're li- you're in this echo chamber where it's mm-hmm. like all you're seeing on social media is what you want to see which that isn't good either i mean because then you're just getting force fed the same shit you already think and you're not you're not growing at all you're not learning all you know you're not learning everything from all sides and I say that's part of it too. That's I think that's a good a reason why everybody's so divided because you're you know on your social media you're in an echo chamber. Yep. You're yep. like you're just becoming more solidified that your side's right, but you're because you're not hearing the other side of the story. And if you are hearing the other side of the story, you're hearing it from somebody 
on your side of the story. Right. You're hearing their opinion. Yeah, so it. it's modified. And, and it's not like it was modified or biased on purpose. It just it happens. When you're when you're on one side of the fence and you're writing about the other side, you're automatically going to write it being biased mm-hmm. to your side. So, I mean, you're, I mean, and and that's not anybody's fault. It's just how it happens. And, and right. And if you're honest about it and you're, you look at some other side from that person's side, you'll, you know, chances are you'll still disagree, but you'll understand. You're not going to hate them and think they're absolutely dumb and stupid. I can't believe you'd ever think this. It's more of, I could understand why you think that, why you believe that. I just disagree. Yeah. And that's when dialogue happens. But yeah, social media and whoever, you know, the marketing that gets pushed in the ads and what they're wanting to show Mm -hmm. and kids these days when you're so impressionable. I mean, that's that's one thing I had a teacher in high school who is a hardcore Democrat and he'd make us watch the Colbert Report and all these Democratic news shows and comedies. And in high school, I had no idea. But that was the news I was getting because that teacher was pushing that. And I didn't know. I was impressionable. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's uh, deceiving and manipulating. Oh, absolutely. Well, that's why that, uh, that Jacqueline Nessie, and her thing, she was talking about how uh, kids should be uh, trained, I guess, before they use social media in a way. Like kind of giving the rundown on how everything works. But then she said the the way to do it is to have gradually have the restrictions come off. So like you have a more like tighter restriction at first, like you know you can only get on this and this or whatever, and you know set up parental blockers or whatever you need to do. And then, you, but she said also you need to be checking your kids' phones or tablets or whatever they're using on a regular basis. And she said that you set that basis, like whether it's once a week, once a month, whatever. But you, you're supposed to be checking it and then, you know, talking to them about everything and going on and slowly letting them restrictions go away, which is really a good way of doing it because then they're not getting exposed to it all at once. Right. They're learning. And if you're raising them correctly and right, they know what to look out for and why. And especially with all these um, like um, Instagram, Snapchat, WhatsApp, whatever, all these different actual social things where you connect with other people is there's a lot of people in middle school that have snapchat for example Mm. talking to all these strangers and who knows who they are what their intentions really are and they're not being cautious or weary of it because like oh well we grew up in all this and like it's no big deal it's not dangerous or anything it's like that's life-threatening that can be something very tragic and scarring <laughs> yeah there's a lot of weirdos out there not yeah, in a I mean, good way <laughs> that, my my personal opinion with my stuff i think i you know the way i got social media and stuff was like i said i was in eighth grade when we got the internet when we got the internet i got i think instagram and that was pretty well it just instagram and you know i I really didn't think much of it because I was older, you know, and I was learning it as I went along. But it was, oh, you know, all my friends had it way before that. And I'm, but I'm kind of glad I didn't have it till later because, but, you know, I'd already had a lot of good experience being outside. And I did, you know, I didn't really, 
you know, I just got it, got it because my buddies had it, and I follow them on there. You know, do all that shit. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and I feel like people but, like my age and up, majority social media is mainly just keeping track of the people you already know in real life. Like, oh, look, they went to the, you know, they moved out of state and look at the adventures that are going on or they just got married, stuff like that. Whereas you get it when you're in fifth grade that you're impressionable and it's a completely different use and outcome. Well, and and the biggest thing I think nowadays, because we didn't have it when we were growing up with fucking TikTok. Like, don't be wrong, I have a TikTok. I'll scroll through TikTok every once in a while. But there, there are some people that that's just, they scroll through there and everything they see on there, like some of them ones that, like all the dances and bullshit and everything else are so, these young kids are so impressioned by it that they're, they're I think I've seen somewhere there's like a fucking dance class or whatever and that's, and that's what it is. It's all fucking TikTok dances and shit. And if something's trending, it's, oh, that must be cool. It's like, well, take a step back and look at it and be honest and be like, that's actually dumb as fuck. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know why you guys think this is so cool and just because it's trending and everyone's doing it, you look like a bunch of idiots. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, but... But, some, but then again, there's those things that trend and people are doing it and it's mm. fun. Yeah. It's fun to get on with it and you and your friends do it and have fun with it. Something to do, entertaining, nothing wrong with that. It's more of the trends of um, that are act like the dances and stuff. Sure, have fun with that. Yeah, but it's more of the um, like the ones like the the prank ones. Like I don't know if you've seen them. Like some of these, some of these TikTok things that were trending about pranks and stuff. They were sitting there going in and fucking tearing shit up and like at one point they were pulling toilets and stuff out of the school bathrooms and shit. That's a prank. It was something, it was a prank or some shit like that. It was pretty bad. I mean, it just, dumb stuff like that. Like, at one point, there was a, I can't remember what these people were doing in the movie theaters, but when that one Minion movie came out, they banned people from, a lot of movie theaters from seeing it if they were dressed in suits. Because these good people were walking into these Minion movies and dressed in suits and shit, and I guess carrying on or something. I don't know what they were doing exactly, but there was a lot of movie theaters. If they seen you walking up with a suit, they'd tell you to turn around and leave because hmm. they wouldn't let you watch the movie. That's sad. Total definition, totally different definition of an understanding of what's funny and what's cool today versus back then. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But to kind of lead into our... Um, not necessarily our next topic, but it naturally leads into it. A sort of segue is part of technology. I mean, something there, there, this is where it gets tricky because it's absolutely wonderful and helpful, but at the same time, detrimental and so like, scary as fuck. <laughs> think about real basic calculators. We use calculators all the time, but then mm. we don't have to actually think it through ourselves. Yeah. Well, then you look at it too when you were growing up, going to grade school. You're like, oh, you have to do your math without a calculator because you're not always going to have a calculator. Yeah. And now here we are with phones that have a fucking calculator on them. You can do and the you most can, complex mathematics. Yeah, you can get use the basic calculator. Or you can download an app that's a huge scientific calculator that just spits up. You can do whatever you want with. Yeah. 
which is awesome it's great yeah, it's, it's helpful great. speeds things up but then you kind of lose the understanding of why is it this way why does yeah. this math work oh i catch mm-hmm. myself doing that every once in a while i'll be doing need to do some math and i'll just do it on the back i fuck it i'll do it on paper because my phone's way over there or whatever and i'll sit there and think for a second like man it's been a while since i did this <laughs> and I, yeah. it takes me a minute then i'm like then at that point it's a fucking challenge because i'm like you know what i'm going to do this math the way the old school way like at that point i'm yep. pissed off and that's good and but, but that's me yeah <laughs> i'm a stubborn asshole like that and sam sam harris he's a neuroscientist and philosopher uh if you follow any type of ai stuff or even politics you've probably seen sam harris and some of his videos or interviews but he had a ted talk in 2016 and a lot's happened since then but what he said nothing has changed but he had a good way of understanding this technology and its progression and when he talks about developing ai to the bare minimum of making them as smart as us. And, and he, he um, had a good way of defining intelligence as processing information, right? Intelligence is processing information. So a calculator, yeah, it's intelligent. It's processing this information. When we make machines to process information and be as intelligent as we are, it's going to happen a matter of when. And he said, because we naturally, we're going to create technology better and better and better. That's an assumption that seems to be true. We're always improving technology. The second axiom was, we're not going to stop doing that Mm -hmm. unless there's a nuclear war, an asteroid, something to destroy civilization. Yeah, something that sets us back and won't... And once it sets us back, it's setting us back to the Stone Age. Or right. It's not like of just 20, 30 years. It's all the way back. Yeah. And on those premises, we are going to reach a point where we develop technology that processes information, which we already got technology that processes information quicker than we do, like mathematics, calculators. But as a whole, that's when the artificial intelligence comes into play yeah and and i really loved because because we're starting to see that nowadays like very much so yeah to where people that are the head of companies of ai are concerned and stepping down because they said we're going too far and sam harris had two really good concerns One was it's not so much that AI would be malevolent, evil, malicious. Yeah. It would just be indifferent. And he said, take humans to ants. He goes, we don't hate ants. He goes, in fact, sometimes we'll be walking down a sidewalk, see a colony of ants, and we'll we'll even step over them. But you want to build a building or build a road through somewhere, you completely demolish millions of ants. Not because you hate them, it's just they're in the way of your goal. Yeah. And so in the same way, if you have AI, say, calculating what's best for the world and the environment, whatever it's... Because 
going to be able to do all this calculation and quote unquote think for itself, process this information for itself. What if humans are just in the way of its goal? Yeah. Just the goals diverge even just a little bit. We're in the way. Hmm. Oh, I'm, I get you 100%. I mean, that that's one thing about it. It's just kind of, it's a very weird concept to think that, you know, when you type in something about like, say, like five reasons why social media is bad for kids. And it'll give, it'll spit it out, five reasons why. And you can go back and research it and it'll, and it'll be exactly what it told you. And, and, it, and it did it in 10 seconds. Yeah. You know, and it's just crazy to think that, that it's not a person on the other end. You know, it blows your mind knowing that a computer searched the entire internet and found them five things yep. in 10 seconds. Or even like, um, you, then now they got the AI generated like books, articles where you type in the subject, little details that you want in it and it'll completely type it out, correct mm-hmm. grammar and everything. Oh, yeah. And you think about what AI can do with voice, fake voices, fake yeah, I've, video footage. I've seen them. Have you seen them videos where it's got like, it's somebody's playing a video game and it's got like Donald Trump, Barack Obama and Joe Biden. And they're all playing, supposedly playing this video game. And the voices are spot on. Yeah. And, and that's just the nuts. technology we're allowed to see. Yeah. <laughs> and use ourselves. Well, and then you have the v, uh, the AI generated pictures. Mm-hmm. Like some of them AI picture generators are fucking insane. Cause I seen one, it looked like somebody took a, a selfie or whatever. And they're like, this person does not exist. And I'm like, what do you mean this person? Like, like this is an AR, AI generated photo. This person, there is no person on earth that looks like them. Yeah. I'm like, that's fucked. And then this is when we get into, like, we talk about misinformation today. Mm-hmm. When all this gets really going and generated. How's it going to be like, how how are we going to know which videos, photos, news articles to trust? If it's all, because if AI say runs all the media, mm-hmm. it can completely manipulate an entire country of what's really going on in the world or your own country and look so real. Well, and, and that's, that's a big thing that there's always been people talking about it. Like at some point, we're going to have a recording of what a politician legitimately said. And they're going to say, oh, that was an AI fake. And you're not going to be able to prove whether right or wrong. Because we're going to get to the point where there, there's going to be no difference. Is yeah. there a, a real recording versus a, a fake You're, you're going to need some hardcore computer scientist or engineer to go through all the big computer systems to see, hey, this was altered or recorded on this day from this source. But who's going to have the um, ability to do that? The yeah, right, the exactly. legal rights to do that. And who's to say they can't just even cover that up? Yeah. So that's one of the big fears is just misinformation and what to trust and believe. But his second biggest one, or I want to say his second biggest, but his other one, which I think is actually more concerning, is he said it's like a gold rush. Like the next space race. These countries generating AI. Mm. You, it, he said, say one country six months ahead of the other. He's like, that's like five hundred thousand years for that AI for how quickly. Because I guess they got one machine 
where it's doing like these physics and everything where it would take say us 50 years to do it would yeah. do overnight yeah and you get a country that even is rumored to reach this kind of technology think that it can calculate everything going on in the world in economics and war strategics you could rule the world yeah so you get one little rumor of a country on the verge of getting it is that going to start a war because you don't want the other country to get that well it's a very good possibility i mean as you it's so mind-blowing to me because i'm when it comes to the internet anyway <coughs> i'm a very simple person like when it comes to it and i but so to me it's even more crazy than i guess most people see it as but but yeah i mean it if it do, if it processes stuff that quick yeah i mean six months is is a huge huge increase and yeah i could see it being worse than or just as bad as a country getting nuclear weapons yeah you know? just because they're going to be so much further ahead of the curve and even if they just used it for science and like oh now they got you know, because of this physics that this thing's calculating, they're now 500 years ahead of us and they're generating this technology that could just completely take us over. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's the, the fucking weird part. It literally, it's just, that, it's that simple. If you got the money to back it, you're golden. I mean, and the thing is every time people use it, it's learning. Right. So like in the United States, they released it. They released how many different AI things. Snapchat's got it. Chat G. PT and all these other ones there's 363 million people in the United States give or take I'm sure at least half of them have used fucking AI at some point some probably use it on the regularly yep and, 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 and they every, can and it's learning every time and the scary thing of what it's learning is it's learning about humans our yeah. psychology our predictive behavior everything you search videos you watch all of that stuff, listening in on conversations, it's calculating your psychological behavior and your behavioral predictions. And it'd be able to easily manipulate. Yeah. Know what's your next move going to be. Yeah, if it, if it can get that intelligent, yes, absolutely. And what it's been doing already in a lighter degree, the thing that most annoys me is marketing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the marketing side of things, yeah. Yeah, it's just... I know. I know one of the topics kind of diverging is can would AI ever be able to become conscious? I mean, I guess it depends on what your definition of conscious is. I mean, I would, I have a good feeling that at some point it'll be able to think for itself. Mm-hmm. With, if that's what you want to call conscience, conscience, consciousness, yeah. Yeah. consciousness. It, uh, I, I would think at some point it would be able to think for itself just because if it's already learning all, all this so already there, uh, it, it'll eventually become, I guess, sentient would be the, or something like that. Yeah. Cause see that that's two different things. Yeah. Thinking, being able to think and being sentient and. And, of course, this is one of the biggest things in science and especially philosophy of mind. You got these philosoph philosophers of mind working with scientists. 
Because, you know, you got the science, but it doesn't tell you anything. You need an interpretation. Yeah. What does this mean, right? And there's bad interpretations and good interpretations. That's when philosophers work with scientists of logical, consistent interpretations. But consciousness, I think, would be more of aware. Con- you're conscious. You're aware. Self-aware. Mm. And th- being able to just think is just processing information. Like my the the one I like the most is the brain is a processor. It's taking in all this information from outside. It's processing it, and this is what you see, you hear, because you never actually see anything for what it is. You're getting all this information from the outside world that we don't see in and of itself. Your brain processes it, and then that's what you see. It's all happening in your head. Because, you know, this could all just be zeros and ones, and our brain's an antenna processor, and then that's how it interprets it. That's how it puts it out, kind of like a computer screen. All this is not actually on the screen. It's a bunch of zeros and ones, but it's projected in this way so it's understandable so it's workable so you can use it yeah but being aware being conscious of feelings and emotions and being able to look back and um reflect i don't know if machines would ever be able to be able to do that and that's where i I was saying like i i don't think i personally don't think i'd ever be able to get to where it has emotion because emotion is a very, uh, I guess, non-machine-like thing. Because you got, you got a machine. A machine's going to do what it's going to do regardless. Like, there is no emotion to it. It's, it's very logical. Yeah. So, I could see it. Like I said, that's why I said I, I could see it thinking for itself. But not being to the point where it is, like, self-aware. Like, I could see scientists coming in it's already like it took one step it was only supposed to complete this step and then went one step further mm-hmm. you know what i mean like i could see that but i would never see emotion brought into it like i don't think you'd ever piss a ai off or you would ever make it sad or whatever right it might express those emotions but is it actually feeling them yeah and then and that that's all, all, honestly something we'll never be able to prove because you can't even prove that for me and i can't prove it for you no no. It's 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 a logical assumption that you are conscious and aware and you have emotions, mm-hmm. but I can't prove it. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, is it that I guess that is more. Well, I was gonna say more of an entertaining kind of thing to play with, but I guess if things were to come about, then you're gonna have to get in the moral law. Yeah. What if you destroyed this machine and? it was the common belief that it was self-aware conscious and had feelings. Are you going to go to jail? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that'd be a very, uh, real possibility, which I would think. And even if it was, who gives a shit? Cause it's a fucking tech, you know, it's a machine. Let's see. That's the interpretation part. Is it just a machine now? We're just machines. We're processing all this stuff. This is just made of something different. True. I don't know. That'd be a good question. That we do not have the answer to. (laughs) (laughs) There will be a lot of debates and fights over it. That's for sure. When it comes to that point. Yeah. When push comes to shove. There's going to be some chaos. Yeah. Uh, There's chaos about everything anymore. Yeah. 
Well, you got anything else to say about AI? No, I think we pretty well hit on everything. I hit on all the stuff I want to talk about on social media and everything. I guess we can go ahead and take this depressing episode and try and lighten it up with a joke. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, you go first on your joke. Okay. I didn't even tell you my joke beforehand. Well, right? wait. I got two jokes. So I'll say one. Okay. <laughs> I got two of everything today. <laughs> Overachiever. That means next uh, week you're going to have nothing. No, I'm just I'm making up for my failures of the past. <laughs> this is a... Um, behavioral joke a psychological behavioralist joke two behaviorists meet each other in the street hi says one how am i feeling today sometime later they have sex the other one says that was good for you how was it for me i don't get it <laughs> it's it's funny because as a behavioralist job or a behavioral analysis or something like that it's your job to observe one's behaviors to the extent of knowing, even if they're trying to cover it up, what they're think, what what they're feeling, oh. and how they're behaving. So they're doing it to each other. They're telling them whether something was good or not, and they're telling the other if it was good or not for them. <laughs> huh. Okay. Okay. Good thing I got a backup. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so mine, it says, Isaac Newton died a virgin. That means I have one up on history's greatest scientific genius because I'm not dead. (laughs) 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 Oh, shit. That's a good one. That's a good one. I like the plot twist. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you're going like, oh, here we go. And it's like, oh, you motherfucker. That makes me think of the comedian Anthony Jesselnick. His jokes are real short like that and take a complete turn at the end, not where you think it's going. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) My second one is, how many narcissists does it take to change a light bulb? Just one. All he has to do is hold it in place while the world revolves around him. (laughs) Oh, That's a good one because it's kind of fucking true. Yeah. Oh, shit. That's funny. All right. Well, hopefully you guys have plenty to think about. But we also got our songs yet. Oh, shit. Yes. Go for it. My song, because I went and seen Hank Williams Jr. Friday, which was a damn good concert. He sounds just like he does on recording. He played a song that I didn't think he was going to. It's called call elijah which is actually a song his dad hank williams senior wrote and performed but he played that there but his version of it i feel is a little bit better Hmm. and that's my song recommendation for the week it's a really good song i like it call elijah call elijah mine is um by amos lee it's called night train Good song. Oh, shit. We hope you all have a good one, and we'll uh, see you next week. Thanks for listening.